0: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Faithfully Unafraid. I kind of accidentally took a little hiatus just coming into the new year and, you know, getting back into the groove of things. It's been a couple of weeks. So I am super pumped about our guest today, my friend Kate. Uh, she is walking Gracefield on Instagram, and I'll link her Instagram and everything in the show notes. Um, but if y'all, you need to know the backgrounds of the story. We have attempted to get on here and record a podcast together multiple times. And for whatever reason, it has not worked out until this morning. And it almost didn't work this morning. So I'm not sure exactly what God has for her to share today, but I know it's going to be good because um, all the forces have been working against us to not let this happen. So I'm super excited. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for doing this. Um. And I just want to share a little bit of background. So Kate is a certified biblical counselor. Um, And so I just want you to share, Kate, like tell tell the people what that means. um, What is like mental health, mental illness? What does all that look like from a biblical perspective um, and the church's response to it? And like we want to hear about you. What is your testimony? How did you get into this and all of that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And I'm really excited to be able to share just my heart um, for the word and uh, the Lord's faithfulness in counseling and meeting people where they're at. Yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I was so blessed to grow up in a Christian home and um, very faithful parents who took me to church every Sunday and um, just really ministered the word to um, us, my siblings, me and my siblings. Um, And so I knew about the Lord, I knew about um, the gospel from a really young age, um, and just so thankful for the way the Lord um, puts the people in our lives that we need. Um, And so I did become a Christian at a young age, um, but as so that goes um, with being a younger Christian, um you know there are struggles and there are hardships and so for me um that really hit me when i was in high school and you know i knew the lord i knew the gospel i knew his word um but i hadn't really had to face um what that meant for me um when i was going through struggles and going through hardships and so um in high school i really developed some severe anxiety and um, just severe uh, depression because of that um, to the point where I couldn't leave my house I couldn't um, you know go to school Uh, I developed an eating disorder and was really struggling with self-harm and I didn't know where to turn to and I knew the word had answers I just didn't know how to Um, adapt that into my life um, so that I could uh, overcome this. And I knew there was hope, but I just didn't know how to find it um, in the word. And so really, um, you know, through that experience and through walking through that, that ultimately is what led me to biblical counseling. And uh, I just seeing how the Lord had grew me Um, through that and just a deeper understanding of his love and his faithfulness in the gospel um, is really what led me to um, want to pursue biblical counseling and want to help uh, young women who struggle with that as well.
0: I love that. And wow, you just blew my mind. Um, Already, I'm thinking about like the people that will be able to relate to this. Um, I just had a conversation this morning with a girl who I'm also Instagram friends with. I've never met her in real life, but we've we went we went go way back to like infertility days together on Instagram, and so we've known each other for a while online. And she was sharing about how she does like the middle school girls ministry at her church, and um, how so many of them uh, wrestle with anxiety, and how she tries so hard to like point them to the truth um, in Scripture, and how because I mean there is there's a whole there's a lot of sides to all of this. There are people who genuinely like struggle with these things. Um, I have been one of them, yeah. um, like currently and in the past. Like, we've talked about all that before, but um, a lot. It's almost like saying, um, that I have like a mental issue or a mental illness or whatever is almost like a cool thing, like a badge of honor or whatever. Yeah, and it really, um, it's it's awful because the people who genuinely need help, it's almost like it dismisses that dis- dismisses that I cannot use my words this morning. Um, <laughs> but it diminishes that, you know, and like yeah. just is, it doesn't allow them to get like the, the help that they do need, um, or the resources or whatever. Um, almost because it's just like, Oh, everybody has that, you know, like it's the cool thing to have when yeah. a lot of it also too. And I can say this from experience, like, cause this has been my experience with some of it. Um, Like, sometimes it's not that I'm anxious. Sometimes it's that I have not gone to the Lord that day. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Like, I haven't surrendered. Uh, I mean, to be completely vulnerable, that's kind of like where I am this week. I've had a a rough week. It's not hard. I mean, it's not bad, but it is kind of hard. And I know in my soul, just like you said, like, you knew that there was hope and you knew the gospel. You just kind of didn't know How to navigate it or like where to find it or how to get to that point. Um, that's me. Like, I know that I need to surrender these things to God. Um, it, but I'm not doing that. I'm holding so tightly onto what I fall this false idea of control that I have, right? And yeah, that just does nothing but snowballs anxiety. Like, if you know, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that you said that. And so many people, I think, um, the eating disorder and the self harm thing, like that, could absolutely be a whole another episode of that we could have for sure. Yeah, um, so definitely. I've never known that about you, so I'm like, I have a lot of questions, but <laughs> we'll have to make that another episode. But I am just thankful that you're even willing to be vulnerable and share that because I know there are so many people struggling through that too. Mm, and so, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. So what, um. People might be asking what is a certified biblical counselor? What does that even mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So biblical counseling is not something that is um, very popular uh, in the sense that uh, if you say biblical counseling, there are lots of questions of of what does that mean? Um, And as a lot of different um, uh, career paths, it can kind of be confusing because there are different meanings depending on who you're talking to. Um, so biblical counseling is um, different from um, if you went to go see a therapist or a psychologist, um, it differs in the fact that um, it's a certification that is solely um, based on scripture. So the certification itself um, is training through a um, understanding the word understanding uh, the theology of counseling and the theology of um, suffering and what we go through theology of the body um, all those good things um, and looking at it from the perspective of scripture Um, and there are all different kinds of biblical counselors there i I have some great friends who are biblical counselors who do have a psychology degree and they kind of merge the two Um, and how those two things interact. Now, the practice of biblical counseling, which is a little bit different, is um, when you're meeting with uh, a client, a counselee, um, biblical counseling at the bare foundation of it is ministering the word effectively to meet the individual where they're at and with the issues that they're struggling with. Um, So all the homework, all the uh, instruction, um, everything that we as biblical counselors implement into a counseling session and through the week for um, the client or the uh, counselee, all those things are solely based on the word and what the word says and building up um, a counselee's hope in the Lord, in the gospel um, and that's not to say that you know, biblical counselors don't uh, ever give advice that can be outside of that. But it all has to go back to the word. It's rooted in scripture, and that's the the major difference we see with biblical counseling um, is there's no added um, outside influence. It's looking at outside things from scripture rather than looking at um scripture from outside things if that makes sense (laughs) yeah and I love that
0: you're like speaking to my heart over here um (laughs) because I am so I feel like most people that are listening to this podcast know like a little bit at least of our of my personal story or whatever and so um everybody knows I'm a huge advocate for therapy like
1: yeah huge yep
0: Um, I don't think it should be taboo in the church. I think we should be able to talk about these things. Um, and I think that we should be able to seek help without like condemnation or without people shoving the prosperity gospel down your throat, which is trash where, you know, Oh, you just need to have bigger faith and Oh, you just need to pray more. And Oh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like if somebody's telling you that, just run away. Um, Yeah. (laughs) but, um, so I have been, um, not super consistently, but I've been in and out of counseling and therapy for different reasons for, um, the greater majority of the past, I would say 12 years, maybe. Um, and I have not always had a Christian counselor because, okay, number one, therapy is expensive. Okay. And so, um, you kind of have to take what you can get. And when you're seeking help, I mean, and they're also like most of the good ones are super overbooked and like yeah. it's hard to get in and all of that. So when I started going to therapy it was through a free it was when I was working as a nurse at the hospital and it was through the free uh like EAP program. And those therapists were not even allowed to like it was strict therapy. They were not allowed to talk about God or like, you know, have their yeah. own religious beliefs. I'm using air quotes when I say that. I need like this to be on video, not just audio, but um <laughs> Yeah. You know, they basically like I could talk about God, but they couldn't like counsel me on that. Which I mean, if they don't believe mm-hmm. in God or the Bible, they don't need to counsel me on that. But, um, what I'm trying to say is like I was still able to like grow and learn and have benefits from that, even though, um, I'm not saying they weren't a Christian, but you know what I'm trying to say, like it wasn't like yeah. a scriptural focus or whatever. So, yeah, anyways, fast forward years go by my therapist now I love her I'm not even telling telling y'all her name because you local she stays booked up and you local people like I don't (laughs) I don't need her to be as booked as she she is already but um she is biblically solid and she is someone who I completely trust um and we know each other like in in real life too so that does make it a little bit different but um I say all that to say for the first time I actually have a therapist who I know is rooted in scripture and is grounded and understands the psychology parts of things and like how to, you know, deal with trauma and how to yeah. um, cope. Cause that's the, basically what has kept me in therapy for so long is like, we've lost eight babies and that was hard and still is and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but infertility and loss just changed me forever. It created a lot of PTSD within me. And I needed coping mechanisms because I could not function like it was bad. Um, so I'm so thankful to be in a position mm-hmm. where I know like I have someone there who can um, who will always point me back to Jesus and back to God's word. And, um, you know, like as Christians, like even outside of therapy, as Christians, every day we need to preach the gospel to ourselves. Right. Like, yes, 100%. And I think that that is true even in counseling, too, like in, yeah. in these situations, like we need to be pointed back to Scripture in the content we consume, in the people that we listen to, and, you know, friendships, like we need to be pointed back to Jesus. So, um, anyways, that was a five-minute rant on saying, like, I appreciate the fact that you're, like, pointing people back to Jesus, because I have had both, and it makes a difference. Um, yeah.
1: Hundred percent.
0: So you said I wrote down questions while you were talking. So your certification is that like a certification through a college or is it through like a ministry or how how does one go about yeah. getting the certification? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's a, a couple different uh, well known organizations that do biblical counseling certification. My certification is one uh, that's called ACBC Association of Biblical Counselors, and it's an organization that does all their certification. Um, kind of work at your own pace. So it's not uh, like an accredited college program. Um, it's just a certification from this organization that has really built up um, their uh, reputation as a biblical counseling uh, certification organization. And so if you know them, you know you know what they stand for. Um, And it's a it's a great program. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the intensive study that I had to do um, to get certified, Um, but it was a great program and um, it really works well for someone who's kind of questioning, you know, I want to go into counseling, but I'm not really sure if I want to do three or four years of college or university and I'm not really sure if I want to you know, go and do all the psychology classes. Um, This is a great option because it really is, um, you can fit it into what your life looks like right now. Um, And so for me, that was a great opportunity for me to go into counseling, but not uh, pursue a full-time career um, of college or university um, to come out with a degree
0: that is so good to know. So do they have like a database or something online where someone could like search for um a certified biblical counselor at like another yeah. provider?
1: Yeah. So um the certification that I um am with ACBC. Uh, if you go onto biblicalcounseling.com, they have um a uh map so you put in your location and it'll show you all the biblical counselors in your area um, with their emails phone numbers um, names um, and then you know some of them will put like their specialties as well um and so you can kind of see you know okay this person is close to me and you know i'm going to reach out and um it's a great way to kind of see who's close to you who's in your area Um, And a great thing, too, with that is that it'll tell you if they offer only in person or online as well. Um, As many people have kind of adapted that over the last couple of years, um, you can, you know, as well get online counseling.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a question that I have written down here. So do you do online counseling? And if so, how can people book with you?
1: yeah absolutely um online counseling is you know something i think we've seen come up more and more over the last couple years and i think you know it's you know it does differ in some ways um, but uh, it's still a great option and you know if you are looking for counseling Um, and you're interested, uh, I would love to chat uh, with anyone. Um, And so if you go to my Instagram page, it's got all my information on there, and you can kind of connect with me on there. um, And we can chat about counseling and and what that could look like. Perfect. Okay,
0: because I was already planning on sharing your Instagram stuff in the show notes anyways. Um, But if you're just listening, and you're not going there, um, you can find her on Instagram at walking underscore so, I love that. thank you, friend. I have at least three people in my mind right now who I think will either book with you or people who um have told me before that they want to look into becoming like a biblical counselor so this i I did not know that this is how you go about this, so I'm learning so much yeah. with this conversation <laughs> um One thing I would love for you to talk about well, there's two things i I want you to kind of like share your thoughts on um yeah, one of them is like what are the and I know a lot of it would probably be integrated. Like what my therapist now is probably like integrated psychology and biblical counseling. Um, and, but what are like, I want you to talk about like the pros and cons of both, because, um, I don't think this kind of ties into the whole, like the taboo part of mental, um, health. Like, first of all, like, there's a stigma around talking about these things, um, yeah. Specifically absolutely. like for Christians, I feel like. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference in mental health, like mental wellness and mental illness. Like um yeah we can all struggle with these things at different times and it doesn't mean you're quote unquote mentally ill. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um yep. and I think that contributes to the stigma around it. You know, people don't want to talk about their issues. They don't want to be vulnerable because they don't want to seen as having a mental illness when like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it can just be like a trial. Like, and I don't know, that's very real, but um specifically, I wanted you to kind of touch on like, if you're going to, someone who is not a biblical counselor and this is in no way shape or form to bash anybody or those counselors or anything um but as a christian say i'm a christian uh, Mm -hmm. patient looking for a provider and if i go to someone who is maybe not rooted in scripture and not trying to point me back to scripture and all of that um even in my own experience like that can get into like the new age world very quickly um yeah and that is why it's important, I believe, this is my opinion, but that is why it's important for Christians specifically when you are seeking out help like this to make sure who you're going to, make sure that they're, you know, going to point you in the right direction. Um. So yeah, can you touch on that a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a really great kind of side point of this is to say that, you know, a lot of times there can kind of be this idea or myth that, you know, if you're a biblical counselor, you think that all psychology is bad. And if you're you know, if you're a psychologist and you work in the secular field, you think the counselors, you know, are don't know about psychology and, and kind of treat it as just, oh, you need the Bible. And so I think, you know, there's a, a good um, kind of side note to say here that that's that's not the reality. Um, and, you know, I can't speak for every biblical counselor, um, but I know for myself and the training program that I, I did, um, there is knowledge and there is benefit uh, because of God's grace uh, displayed um, in different avenues. And uh, so that's not to say that if if you're a biblical counselor, you're gonna absolutely say that everything that psychology has to say is not helpful. Um, I do think the one thing that, you know, is, like you said, important for Christians to understand is that if you go to a secular psychologist that has no biblical basis and is is not Christian, the one thing that you do have to realize is their starting point is going to be different. And so I always try to explain this to um, anyone who kind of asks me about this, that, as Christians, we clearly have Scripture that tells us what the problem is—sin. Whether that's sin in ourselves, or you know, we're experiencing suffering because of sin in the world. Secular psychologists don't have that; they don't have that understanding. And so, although their solution might come out in a different way, and and we can maybe agree with their conclusions, if they don't have the starting point right it's going to be hard for them to formulate, okay, where do we need to go back to the heart of this? Um, and so when you approach a Christian perspective, we have not only the starting point of sin, what the intention was with, with God creating us to to follow him and to um, have a relationship with him, we have the fall. We, ha- we understand um, where those root problems come from sin in our hearts sin in the world, sin in other people. Um, And then ultimately we have the solution. We have the hope of Christ has come and the hope of Christ is coming again. Um, And all of that informs um, counseling. And so I think it is a really important distinction for Christians to understand that it's not that there's not value outside of um, biblical counseling, outside of the church. It's that their starting point, um, their middle point, and their ending point is all going to be different. And so they might fill it in okay, um, but their their ultimate hope is not going to be the same as our ultimate hope. And that is a very, very important distinction um, and one that we really should take seriously as Christians.
0: I, there's not enough amen for literally every word you just said. I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> because i mean this could even be true for like i mean take counseling out of it conversations that you have out in mm-hmm. real life with the world like nobody is unbiased that's a myth yeah. and that's a lie we are all molded and formed by our world view and yeah. as christians Absolutely. just like what you just said our starting point <clears throat> our starting point and ending point should always be the gospel yeah <clears throat> excuse me um <clears throat> so sorry. I got a frog in my throat. <laughs> but um no, I think that's so important. We talk about that all the time. Like that's like apologetics, right? Like I don't know. Yeah. I talk about Mama Bear apologetics all the time. It's such a good book. She talks about different worldviews and how to navigate conversations and situations and stuff, recognizing that people are gonna come to different conclusions based on their worldview. Um yep. and yet, oh my goodness. Just amen to everything you said. I have nothing to add to it. I'm just like agreeing. I'm over here nodding like, yes, I love this. Um, and I think I totally forgot my next question. I got to flip my page back over. Um, okay, so I want you to touch on a little bit, um, the whole like, church's response in your opinion, like the church's response to mental illness, mental health, mental well-being, yeah, like you know, there are a lot of people who say that like a Christian shouldn't need Jesus and therapy because we need Jesus and Jesus Mm, alone. Yeah. And I I totally get that. Like, I actually was just talking about this on my Instagram last week about mindset stuff, because, um, for a long time, you know, I was just like, I don't need to work on my mindset and I don't need to like, I don't need to grow in this area of my life. All I need is the Bible, you know? And Mm -hmm, yeah, like, yeah absolutely the bible is sufficient the bible is complete the bible is um you know jesus is all we need for salvation sanctification forgiveness all of that um but the lord puts tools and people in our path and it is like okay for us to use those and it is just yeah wild to me that people are like totally okay with like i mean i don't even know the only examples I can think of are probably silly but the whole thing like well I have diabetes so I'm gonna like change my diet and take this medication and you know do these things to support my body but the minute you start talking about it being like a mental thing people are like full stop all you need is the bible <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> I mean I know that that sounds crazy when I say it out loud but that mm-hmm. is the impression um and I've gotten that impression my whole life like. um There's a lot of people in my family who have mental illness, legit mental illness, and they've self-medicated and turned to drugs and alcohol and all of these things, terrible coping mechanisms and not to Jesus. Um, And so even like as a young child, it was kind of like ingrained in me, like, well, if you're a strong Christian, then you don't, you don't need help, you know? And that's just, that's a lie from the devil. So I'm going to stop talking I want you to talk about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, this, we could talk about this for hours. Um, This is a topic I'm very passionate about. Um, And I think, you know, one important thing, if if you're listening to this and you're super interested in this topic, um, just start reading about the history of um, psychology and the church. And I think understanding the distinction is important because Uh, the reality is psychology uh, understood what mental health and mental illness was first. And just like you said, the church kind of uh, put it aside because if you're a Christian, you shouldn't struggle. Um, And so, you know, I think that's why we're kind of seeing this uh, turning point with the church right now going, Oh, okay. This is actually like more of a problem or more of an issue for people than just, Oh, you're you're a little scared of this. Well, you know, trust the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And uh we hear we do hear those kind of band-aid answers um a lot. And you know, that's not to put anyone down, but that's just to say we we haven't really done the best job, in my opinion, um, of knowing that, of training people that there's more to it than that. Um and so yeah, there's so much that can go into this um, topic. We can but totally I think, do
0: another episode because I like you. Yeah, like- <laughs> definitely. <laughs> oh, you're totally welcome
1: back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I do think, you know, one thing that's so important to understand is that um, as humans living in a broken, fallen, sinful world, it would be, and, I, you know, hopefully this doesn't come across harsh, but it would be so arrogant of us to think that um, our physical bodies and our uh, our minds um, are not affected by that that it's just our heart and that you know we we have sin so if we just deal with our sin then everything will be fine. Um, And that's just not true. And we need to understand that, um, you know, we have physical bodies that respond to fear and danger. And um, even if it's the illusion of danger, even if, you know, it may not be a reality right now, we're still physically responding in our brain, in our bodies, um, and in our hearts to what is going on around us. And so, you know, treating just the heart, just the um the the sin in our hearts and the the fear in our hearts is not Going to solve the whole problem because we also have to deal with the person as a whole, their physical body and their mind as well. And so I think, you know, that's a, a reality we need to understand. And if, you know, we go back to Genesis 3 and we see that, you know, sin was brought into the world, but so was death. And, you know, and Eve's physical body was affected, so was Adam's. Their mindset was affected, their trust in each other was affected. Um, and so, You know, there's so much that goes into that that we could talk about forever, Um, but, you know, we need to realize that it's not just our hearts, um, but um, also the physical that we live in. Um, And I think, you know, sometimes the impression that some Christians can get from that when you say something like that is, oh, wait a second. So are you saying the Bible is not sufficient? And that's not at all what we're saying. The Bible is 100% sufficient um, to address every area of life. But that doesn't mean that there can't be um, other helpful resources that fit with the Bible. You know, I am not advocating for using things that go against scripture, um, pursuing things that are going to take you away from the Lord um and i think that's you know going into any kind of counseling as a christian you always need to have the understanding that our hope is solely in the lord and without that we don't have hope we don't have hope of uh dealing with suffering of getting better of overcoming sin um the lord is our ultimate source of that hope but how that plays out the practice of that can look different from person to person and it's okay to um look for solutions that align with scripture, even if it's not clearly laid out in scripture.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that. And I, one thing I thought of when you were talking is how um, we are miraculous. Like the fact that God created yeah. us is is a miracle, right? Like salvation is mm-hmm. a miracle, all of these things. Like God is such a magnificent creator, and he did not create us as robots. He created us as holistic beings, um, yeah. and I think it's important, too, to, like, okay, so I've done, um, do you know what EMDR therapy is? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so I have done that before, and it has, if you don't know what it is, it's um, eye movement desensitization. I don't know what mm-hmm. it stands for. Anyway, yep. you can Google it, but it's got, like, a 99% success rate with a... Um, helping veterans with PTSD and that's why I did it like the Mm -hmm. PTSD the anxiety like because nutshell version after losing so many babies and going through all of that loss like sometimes something will happen in my life that will completely derail me and it's not even something that happened to me it can be like my friend losing her husband or this person that I don't even know but somebody shared it on Facebook and their child died and all of a sudden it like sends me back into that whole Every, you know, I'm going to lose my family. Everybody's going to die. Like, just mm-hmm. it's a spiral. It's real bad. Okay. Um, but EMDR therapy has helped so much with that. And I've had this conversation with a few people before, and they're like, um, that, that's like being hypnotized. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, it, it's, I can see how it could like go that direction. But again, I did it with my, therapist who knows and loves the Bible and scripture, and I trust her completely, Um and long story short, it has helped tremendously. Like, of all the therapy and counseling things that I've done, that has helped me so much um with the whole PTSD, anxiety around, like, losing my family, because, like, losing my husband and my mm-hmm. children is, like, a huge thing for me. So, um I don't even know where I was going with that, but... <laughs> Oh, but I was thinking about how when you were talking and I'm, and I'm just thinking like God made us, he like biology and how our bodies work and how everything functions and how the neurotransmitters in our brain work and like how our brains are developed and wired as children and how this affects us as adults. Like God is the creator of all that. Right. And so I think that that too just speaks to the fact that like, if a Christian, if you need permission to get help, like. It is okay to get help, you know, like you're not, yeah. it's not because your faith isn't big enough or you're not saying the right prayers or, you know, any of that, just those lies that people tell you and slap a Bible verse on it. It That's the hill I will die on. Like anybody can tell you anything and slap a Bible verse with it and say that it's biblical and it's not like, oh. This is why we need to know scripture in yeah. context. <laughs> yeah. the things. But, um. Anyways, I was just thinking about that. Like, what a testament to like we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God, mm-hmm. like it's so crazy how, um, the science and biology and psychology and all of these things we can study the human body and like it. I don't know. It's just amazing. And I'm not saying like I'm so amazing. Oh my gosh. Like anything like that. <laughs> but I'm just saying like. Yeah. Um nothing is by accident and like God took the time to make all these details happen like they do and for our brains to work like they do and and like you said even like physical exacerbations of mental um issues like that is a real thing like yeah you know you can be physically sick um from stress and anxiety and depression yeah all of these things <clears>
1: 100 percent
0: <throat> and I love that you touched on the sin thing too like it's either um the suffering in the world is either – it's a result of sin, either my sin or just the fact that we live in a fallen mm-hmm. world because a lot of people will also tell you, as a Christian, um, you're dead to sin. You don't sin anymore. And that's not yeah. biblical. Like, we are we are not made – we are not perfected until we are in heaven and we're mm-hmm. continually being sanctified, being made more like Jesus and um, more and more becoming dead to our sin. I'm actually – I'm not real far in it, but because I'm a slow reader, <laughs> I like audio book. But, but I'm reading the Mortification of Sin right now by John Owen, um, mm, because it's just a so book good. that we've talked about a lot at my church, and we talk about um, mm-hmm. putting that sin to death. Just like I said, like we have to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. It's the same with sin, y'all. Like we still are going to wrestle with sin. Like we are yeah. human. We are here. Yes. Like I'm no longer a slave to my sin. That is that's the gospel, right? Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: Jesus died for me was um dead and buried and resurrected and all of that forgave yeah. me of my sin but while we're still yeah. on earth we're still going to wrestle with these things we're still going to have suffering and sorrow and sin is part of that and struggle and all of that yeah so, um i know if you're doing a daily bible reading plan you know we finished up job uh like a week ago i've been behind the whole time so i don't know what day was what but anyways the book of job has always fascinated me. Um. And sometimes I wonder, like, how many Christians have really studied it? Because people just give you this idea that, like, oh, if you're a Christian, you should not struggle and you shouldn't suffer. And I'm just like, have you ever read the Bible? Like, really read it? (laughs) In context, Uh, not just, like, Philippians 413, (laughs) which that's a whole other podcast episode because Paul was in prison when he wrote that. It wasn't Rainbows and Sunshine, Mm -hmm. y'all. Yep. Anyways, I'm going on 100 tangents. But I just, everything you've said, I agree so much. I have learned so much. And I am so thankful that you came on here to share with us and i'm looking forward to our next uh podcast episode together and i'm going to share all your details and stuff in the um show notes so people can go y'all go check her out on instagram um yeah i'm i'm done with my ranting now
1: (laughs) all right great well i'm so glad i got the opportunity to share and yeah, there's hope, y'all. There is. There Amen. is hope for us in Christ. Um, Amen. and it's okay to struggle. And the Lord wants wants victory for you. And uh, it's okay to ask for help in getting that victory. And there's no shame in that.
0: Yeah. Amen, friend. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. I am so thankful that y'all are here and listening. And I hope that you will tune in. My game plan is to get back on track. So <laughs> tune in next week. Um. And just look out for more from Kate. And then we haven't scheduled another episode, but we will do another episode because I just I can't wait to hear people's feedback on this, too, because I know so many people are going to relate to so so much of this. Um, and I just love how mm-hmm. overall every single word you said pointed people back to Jesus like, amen.